Hey, Plexophiles, it's been one year since our very first episode, and we just wanted to say thank you so, so much. You guys make this all worthwhile, and we are just so touched that we've been able to get a show going for a year and that you guys are listening to it. Laura's laughing at me for for saying touched. No, I'm laughing because you were like, let's do this real quick. And then you were like, I am so excited. Well, I'm going to cut the... uh, (laughs) I cut I cut the uh, breaks out. Again, another behind the scenes nugget, which you all are going, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Should we do this again? No, no, I actually think this is a good take. Um, so just wanted to pop in here and say thank you so much um, for listening to the show for a year now. And here's to many, many years going forward. And please enjoy this new episode on the Martin Short, Charles Grodin classic. Clifford. Back to you in the studio, Lauren Alex, talking about Clifford. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Thank you. Can you just act like a human boy for one minute here? Look at me like a person. You can't do it for more than a few seconds. Look at me like a human boy. The only thing worse than being a 10-year-old boy. Would you please stop hitting the back of my chair? I am trying to sleep. I'm sorry, Miss Nice Older Person, but I don't know what you're talking about. Perhaps you were just having a nightmare about your early days in the circus. Is being his uncle. You wouldn't lie to me, would you, Uncle Martin? Because if you did, I'd be so angry. I don't know what I'd do. Martin Short and Charles Grote. Oh, honey, be careful while you eat your cereal. Use a napkin. This boy and his cereal. (laughs) Well, I hope you're excited because tomorrow we're going to Dinosaur World. (gasps) Oh, Uncle Barton. Oh, Clifford. Oh, honey. Oh, sweetie. Oh, sweetie. Oh, Wilbur. So... (laughs) I don't know what that was. So what was the first Charles Grodin movie you saw? Well, I didn't really know who Charles Grodin was until I knew his name, like, today. So I guess Beethoven? The first one? Yeah, the first one. I've never seen the first one. (gasps) I've only seen the second one. What? With with Debbie Mazur. Is he in? There's, like, five of them, aren't there? I guess. They're probably a bunch of, like, it's like when Air Bud was like, Air Bud, golden receiver. Air Bud, gonna go pee on someone. (laughs) Or, like, whatever. You think Charles Grodin's in... Oh, the I doubt third it. One? You think I he's mean, in the third one? It's not like he's a like A-list celebrity or anything, but I think it started getting a little like Home Alone, where even Macaulay Culkin wasn't going to be in those. Yeah, you know. So I even don't. The think... dog was like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Bar. Bar. That's a dog talking. I, I guess that is what dogs do say in their Bar. free time. I guess it was Beethoven. So you probably saw Beethoven second is. The first Charles Grodin yeah. film? Okay. She's like, oh, chocolate bars, huh? You got chocolate bars? Oh, are you, <laughs> you being can, Regina? <laughs> you, can, you kids are selling chocolate bars? Get out of here with your chocolate bars. We were watching Happy, the new show on sci-fi, which is really awesome. Yeah. Um, it has Christopher Maloney in it as the main character. And then um, Patton Oswalt is doing the voice of this unicorn who talks to this like crazy dude or whatever. It had Regina in it from Beethoven yeah. 2 or se- <laughs> Beethoven 2nd. And... Um, 
she was, I don't know what her role is. She's like some weird housewife whose sons were killed by Chris Maloney. And as soon as she opened her mouth, I'm expecting her to be like, yeah, you want some dogs? I ain't got any dogs around here. And she's like, yeah. Instead, she's like, my boys are dead. And I was like, what? (laughs) What Well, she had kind of an accent. She was like a New Jersey housewife. Very light accent compared to Regina. Yeah, (laughs) Regina. I hope that's her name. I feel like it is. So we are gathered here today to talk about a movie that I remember from my childhood coming out in 1994, a movie unlike any other, I would say, with uh, a 50-year-old Martin Short playing a 10-year-old boy. Was he 50 at the time? I think he was late 40s. Wouldn't he be like 80 now then? How old is he? Well, this movie's like I think he was 40. Old. I don't think he was 50. Oh, okay. Well, because he would be like as old as Charles Grodin. Well, he's 81 right now. Well, a 40 year old Martin Short playing a 10 year old boy named Clifford, which is the name of the movie Clifford, which is the movie that we're talking about today. Clifford. (laughs) And we'll say it 500 more times in this episode. I just think if you haven't seen this movie, you should probably seek it out. And it's called Clifford. And it's not about a big red dog. I mean, he is wearing a red sweater or sweater vest or some type of red material throughout most of the film but it's not about a dog and i don't know how they decided on the name clifford there really is not much information out there pertaining to the making of this movie except for the fact that it was shelved for like four years or something yeah so orion made it and they did like robocop and silence of the lambs and stuff (laughs) very different than those films (laughs) But they they were kind of like an independent company, and they were going out of business around this time. That's why RoboCop 3 was delayed until like 1993 oh, or something that. like that. And I saw that in theaters. And um, You did? How yeah. old were you? I was uh, seven, I think. Was it that violent? Were they PG-13 PG th- at that point? It was point? a PG-13 okay. RoboCop. It was terrible. Um, <laughs> but I remember this movie coming out around that time. And apparently, they had this movie finished in 1990. And then um, shelved it for four years, which is like a really long time (laughs) to shelve something. (laughs) I think the Black Cauldron is the only one that was shelved for longer, right? Gosh. I mean, in terms of being finished after production. Yeah. Yeah. No, Black Cauldron wasn't shelved. I think that it was like in production. It was kind of like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit scenario where it took like seven, eight years to get it done or something. And they just couldn't figure out the storyline and they kept changing it. But this one, they must have just been like... Let's just wait till there's like nothing playing in theaters in the box office in 1994 must have been the first time in four years. Well, it's weird because, you know, when this came out, Clifford the Big Red Dog was a thing. It was like in books and stuff. Did you ever read any Clifford stuff? Oh, I loved Clifford. I had so many different sized Clifford stuffed animals, none the size of the real Clifford, (laughs) who would have been as big as a house. But I loved Clifford when I was a kid and he had Clara, the little girl that like hung out with him. I can't remember. It's been so long, but I loved Clifford. Yeah. All the books, the like golden whatever books. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, golden Clif- circle. Golden circle. <laughs> golden compass. <laughs> was Clifford a thing before 1990 or has it been around since like the 80s? It's been around since I would say the 80s. Okay. Because it's just such a weird thing that this movie is called Clifford. The font is exactly like Clifford the Big Red Dog. And when they were advertising this movie, I distinctly remember these magazine ads with him and Charles Grodin 
in it. And they're talking about, they're listing all the things that are terrible about Clifford, the boy in this, like he's a piece of shit. He's blah, blah, blah. Like, and the other one is a, just a big red dog and he, they're sending next to a dog house. So they're like acknowledging the fact that this is the same title <laughs> yeah. as the big red dog. But could you imagine if you're a kid and you're like, Oh yeah, a live action Clifford movie. <laughs> And then With Martin Short, who the hell is that? And then you kid? see what it is, and it's like the exact opposite oh, of yeah. anything that anyone would want to see. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it is very misleading when you look at the cover of the VHS. And I just looked it up, by the way. Clifford has been around since like the 1920s, just FYI. Clifford the Big Red Dog? Yeah. Or, I was like, oh Clifford yeah, like 85, the- definitely or, or, around at least by 85. Yeah, Clifford the 10-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah, and Emily Elizabeth is the name of the girl, not Clara. Oh. Uh, <laughs> similar names but it was weird and I, I i don't think i saw this movie until i was like a teenager so would have been i don't know early late 2000 early 2000s late 2000s i would have known you so i wouldn't have been a teenager but um or <laughs> or late not. 2000s like 2100 or something or 2090 i don't know late aughts i think are the, <laughs> the late <laughs> that's what it is one of the, i was a later in a later decade of the yeah. 2000s so i saw it and i thought it was the funniest movie ever and granted my martin short experience had been the three amigos um father of the bride which was my primary martin short experience by this time i think i also saw that live action alice in wonderland that was put on abc it's like a disney version oh, yeah that has uh, the girl from like Andre, that seal movie. Yeah, it's still and probably Napoleon the best big head effect is his Mad Oh my it's, God. It looks so much better than like the Tim Burton stuff. Yeah. And so I always thought he was hilarious because um, he played Franck in uh, Father of the Bride. <laughs> and so, of course, you know, everybody loves a poopa. That's why we invited you, George Banks. <laughs> and so my cousins and I would always sing that. And um, then I saw this and I was like, this is really weird, but it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And I don't think many people knew about it or I just stumbled upon it in a store. I just I don't know what. So you don't remember when this it. came out? I no, I don't remember like previews or anything so like that. So you just kind of like stumbled found upon it. it on DVD. Yeah, like a ho- Planet Video or Hollywood wow, Video that's or whatever. Yeah, I just randomly picked it up. I yeah. recognized Martin Short and um maybe you know what it could have been too is that Charles Grodin was in Beethoven that I had obviously seen and and knew and was one of my favorite movies as a kid. So I saw him and I'm like, oh, another dog movie. Clifford, <laughs> Beethoven, guy from Beethoven, Martin Short, not really sure the connection. Um, Mary Steenberger, Bergen, Birkenstock. All, the, all those actors who bring in the kids <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that you just mentioned. <laughs> yeah, Mary. What has she been in other than this? I know she's married to Ted Danson. Gilbert Grape. <laughs> Who is she in Gilbert Grape? Isn't she like the hoe, uh, older older lady that's cheating on her husband? Oh, she plays a hoe? Well, oh, not, okay. Not well, not a hoe, but a she's a hoe bag. A promiscuous stay-at-home mom <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't even remember that, but it's very likely And her husband like did. drowns in the pool, the little kitty pool. Oh, shit. That is her. Yeah. Wow. So I've always like I knew her from that movie and I always like was like, oh, she's kinda like sexy, you know, for an older lady. Isn't and she in Back to the Future Three? Yeah. That's right. She plays the love interest of Chris Lloyd. Yeah. Chrissy Lloyd. And you know, so I always grew up and I was like, Oh, well, she's meant to be sexy because they present her like that in this movie. 
I don't know if she is. <laughs> but, she's pretty. She's attractive. I wouldn't say she's yeah. sexy. I yeah. just think. Well, she pulls it off in that movie. In Clifford? She, she pulls Johnny Depp's off. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant in Clifford. I'm like, I don't know if she really had a lot of sexy moments other than the bathrobe that couldn't have looked more beautiful on anyone else in the world, Miss Sarah. <laughs> So I don't think growing up, I really saw a lot of Martin Short stuff. Like, I don't think I ever really saw a movie that he was in. I just remember him being a famous funny person all the time. Yeah. And I don't, I can't really put my finger on it. Like, if he was hosting things that I watched, like award shows. But I don't think I really started watching movies he was in until I met you. But I remember this movie coming out and my mom was just like, God, that movie looks so stupid. <laughs> Your mom has a thick Southern accent, yeah. which is why she sounds like that. <laughs> she was just like vehemently opposed to this movie existing just because it looks <laughs> so bad. She almost thought it was like perverse that he was playing a uh, younger person. Really? And I didn't. And I was too young to see like why that's so hilarious, <laughs> you know? <laughs> or perverse? Well, yeah, either. that too. I don't, I don't know. know. Did she, was it like every time the preview came on yeah, or the trailer the came on, she said on. something? She's like, oh my God, this has got to be the worst movie ever made. <laughs> <laughs> Little did she know it's one of the greatest. Yeah. And she's probably never seen it. But I was too young to really appreciate that it's like, yeah, they're doing that. I, they know. They know that that's <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> that's the whole pro That's the whole basis for the movie. <laughs> oh, that's so true. So you didn't, I mean, if you didn't grow up with Martin Short, my dad thought Martin Short was funny and Steve Martin. And I mean, he's been in some, uh, gosh, what was Never he seen in? the three oh, amigos. Inner Space. He was in Inner Space as well. Like, yeah, he's I'm just, good in that. I'm just trying to think of some other things. But he hosted SNL couple years maybe, back. Maybe that's where I saw him mostly. And he did so good. He was so funny. It was I lo it was one of my favorite SNLs when he hosted. Yeah. You mean recently? Yeah. Like back in what? He used to be a cast member in like the second season. Yeah. Not for very long. Yeah. Well, everybody in the second season only did it for like one season. I think Robert Downey Jr. was in the cast that season. One thing that we are not mentioning about Martin Short is his performance in that Law and Order episode. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about it in, a, in an earlier episode at one point. Best sex I ever yeah, had. Such he's such a dirty girl. <laughs> So horrible. Yeah, so he's his name's Sebastian Ballastine or something. Yeah. And he um comes in as a psychic to help like Chris Maloney and Mariska Hargitay and Law and Order SVU find this girl that's been raped and potentially murdered. I don't think they knew yet she was murdered. And he's like, I'm a psychic, I can help you. And then at the end it turns out he is the one that did it. And he has this wife who, like, stole a baby or something. And then they're like, oh, you stole a baby in a minivan and all this stuff. And he's just like, oh, yeah. Uh. And before he was just talking like normal Martin Short. And then he was leaving yeah. them weird Uncle voicemails. Yeah. <laughs> then he became Uncle Mental Case. <laughs> that must have been the, where he got his inspiration was Clifford to yeah. rape a young girl. <laughs> Which he really didn't do. His character did it. Yeah. No, that's it's always cool seeing him in dramatic stuff. Um I hear he's doing stuff. <laughs> I hear he was good in Inherent Vice, which is a kind of a comedy, mm. but is that a movie? Yeah, it's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Hmm. But you know what's interesting? I would say that now that Robin Williams is gone, that Martin mm -hmm. Short might be the funniest person alive. Oh, that's fair to say. And it's interesting because Martin Short and Robin Williams both played creeps on SVU episodes. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. And for a while, Robin Williams was playing some really creepy roles, like One Hour Photo. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that, what was it, uh, 
what's that thing where you can't go to sleep? It's not narcissism. Necrolepsy. <laughs> <laughs> Necropsy. Necrophilia. He was <laughs> he was in necrophilia in the movie with Al Pacino. <laughs> he was in that. He was having sex with dead bodies and that running Chris, over logs. That old Chris Nolan joint. <laughs> <laughs> he was in that. Um Martin Short's never really gone that. No, he hasn't gone wacky. full creep. Do you think yeah. he'd be good at it, or do you think it'd be like, eh, this guy's too too fucking goofy to take seriously? Because um, he's like short, you know. <laughs> is he that short? How well, tall is he? He's so short, it's his name. I don't. I don't think that's. <laughs> How tall is he? He's got to be kind of short to be playing Clifford. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how tall he is. Those stats aren't available, just date of births. <laughs> I'm sure I could find it somewhere. He's probably like 5'7". All right. Is that short? I'm 5'1". <laughs> so yeah. to me, everyone is a giant. I would imagine he's like your height or Tom Shut Cruise up. height. Like 5'3", 5'2". That's how tall like Tom that. Cruise is? Yeah. <laughs> he's pretty So short. like when I met him, I'd be face to face with him. Yeah. Ooh, that's terrifying. You could smooth. Not, not Martin Short, Tom Cruise, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if he could go full creep. He's pretty, I mean, he's creepy in this, but it's funny. Yeah. Um, he, I guess I'd have to see this Inherent Vice movie. Is he a serious character in that or? I think he's like a side character. I don't, I don't think he's really, his name's like Joey Mozzarella or something. Um, I think it's Dr. Rudy Blatnoid, actually. <laughs> okay. I don't think it's mozzarella, but I love the fact I that he, you say that. Could no, be I think he had like a Parmesan or something. He had some kind he of a cheese had a name. Parmesan? His name was something with a cheese. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know. All right. Well, he was in a show called SCTV, and he's won Emmys for that, but that looked like a goofy kind of yeah, SCTV. show. Yeah, SCTV is like Canadian Saturday Night Live. He's Canadian? Oh, yeah. oh he is, because we went and saw that Canadian yeah. thing, and it was starring Martin Short. Yeah, that's right. We didn't actually watch it. Oh, that's we should right. Have. We should have. <laughs> we but... debated it just because it was Martin Short, and then we're like, do we care? I yeah. <laughs> I mean, Canada's, they're doing fine. <laughs> They're they doing need, a lot better than we are. They don't need our education. Yeah. Gosh, there's some interesting... Uh, anyway. Canadian <laughs> people are funny. They're, uh, they're really good at stuff. It's, they are. They have the out. weirdest accents because what was it we were watching? Canadians' Worst Drivers on Netflix? Yeah. And we were like, what the hell? They all sound so different. They're yeah. like, oh, I got to go over here and got to boot <laughs> it. And I was like... I don't know if you're really from Canada. Yeah. You just threw in a boot. Those uh, those Chinese Canadians didn't have a Canadian accent, though. No, well, no. Yeah, that was funny. We should um, watch that show. We should. We should keep watching it. We, we didn't see who won e or lost. We should watch the first episode of every season. Yeah, and if you win that show, you really lose because don't they take away your driver's <laughs> license? <laughs> Congrats, eh? So I think Martin Short should host that. Uh, yeah, he's he's not. I don't know. I need to watch some more he serious material. He probably doesn't material. Live in Canada anymore. <laughs> no. I, and I don't even know if I could see, um, at the same time, I don't know if I could see Charles Grodin doing very serious stuff. He would kind of be like, um, who's that actor from Jurassic Park who's in like Vent Horizon? Sam Neill. Sam Neill. He's kind of a Sam Neill to me. Like Only Sam, Sam Neill. Neill. Has he ever been silly in a movie? Just that scene where he kind of shakily takes off his glasses in Jurassic Park is a little funny. Well, I don't think it's supposed to be. Oh, I can't. I don't yeah. know if he's ever been it's iconic. in a funny movie. He's not really an actor you think about. Like, you know, he'd be good in this. Fucking Sam Neill. Well, when he went all crazy in Event Horizon, I was laughing. So, yeah, is that just bad acting, or is that? Well, funny? do you think it's because he was like bald and he looks funny when he's bald? Oh God, naked yeah. And well, stuff? it was that, and just like he has these wide eyes and just you know creepy little fucker. <laughs> <laughs> 
in that movie yes. he was he was really awesome in jurassic park so now jurassic park 3 was a little terrifying so alan alan oh i can't wait to watch that one someday so i would say moving into the uh plot of this movie finally <laughs> <laughs> yeah after talking about how fucking silly everything is <laughs> you know what's interesting is seeing richard kine play a mean person in this who is richard kine the uh clifford's father Oh, yeah, he's the voice of the dinosaur in yeah. uh, Toy Story. He usually plays like, no, <laughs> that's Wallace Shawn. Oh. He's the voice of um, the one of the crickets in A Bug's Life. <laughs> he's, he's not in Toy Story at all? He might be in one of them, but he's not, he's sure? not, he's not Rex. That's Wallace Shawn. I don't know. He's an Inside Out and a serious man. Yeah, he's the elephant in Inside Out. Oh, that, Bing Bong. Yeah, Bing Bong bing, sucker. Yeah, he's a big bong. <laughs> bing Bong that really kills big bong. himself. Yeah, that's, yeah. Richard Kind God. made me cry with Bing Bong. Yeah, that movie was amazing. But anyway, it was interesting seeing him be a uh, total on the edge asshole father. <laughs> yeah, about to have a stroke. Uh oh, it's coming. He's like there's a part where he's like, I'm gonna lose all this money in speaker fees. And I'm like, you're a professional speaker. <laughs> yeah. You gotta chill out. Like, Meditate. Yeah, <laughs> Masturbate. I, just, I don't know what you need to bait about, but do it. Yeah. Or tate or date. So I wish that he was in this more. Like Yeah, he didn't come in at the end or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no one like picked up the kid. He just like yeah. almost died at Dinosaur World, not to like spoil the ending. Would you but... rather see this with uh Richard Kind and Martin Short or with Charles Grodin and Martin Short? Do you like Oh Charles, Charles Grodin? Do you like him? Five thousand percent. So tell me some positive qualities about Charles Grodin as an actor that you like. So I I think it's just his delivery of his lines and his facial expressions. His speech impediment, you mean? He does not have a speech impediment. He has a weird way of saying words. Is he Canadian? I don't think so. Okay, well I don't know what it is. He's just there's just something about his delivery and it's I like think he's he talking just, through a coffee filter or something. <laughs> I think that I think that if anyone else played his, I mean Richard Kind could have played his part, but it's just not as um, you know when he snapped and he breaks. It's just so much funnier. Yeah. And I think he can play a serious role. I haven't really seen him in one, but I think he could do that. I think he... I couldn't see Richard Kind in a very serious part because he's such a funny <laughs> looking fella. Um, and he ta He has that voice, you know? Yeah. Maybe the, it would just be way too annoying with Martin Short and Richard Kind for a whole movie. Oh, it would for sure be <laughs> a lot. <laughs> it would be a lot. Charles Grodin is was just... I don't know what it was. He... Even if he was the only actor that was like, I think Bonnie Hunt was in Beethoven with him, but even if he was the only one that like got the humor and the jokes and everything, he was able to play off of it, you know? And he was just like that funny dad-like character and... Um, so what's the humor in Beethoven? Is he like, you track modern to the carpet? Pretty much. Really? <laughs> you stole my turkey leg! <laughs> and he works in a nose factory. I think that's the movie. I swear to God, we're going to find out what the movie is with the giant nose that we've talked about in another podcast. <laughs> but I think it is Beethoven. I think he works in like a Kleenex or an Afrin factory. Um, but only Charles Grodin could work in a Kleenex or an Afrin factory. It's true. With Bonnie Hunt. Like, Bonnie Hunt, you don't have a lot to play off Do they of. Both She's not very there? funny. No, she is married to him in Beethoven. Oh, but he's like, I gotta go work at the Nose Factory. Because <laughs> tomorrow, we're going to Nose World. <laughs> nose World. Um, I guess, yeah, it's really just that he can, I, I bet 
he can pick up a script and I bet it's just like him not give, being given a lot of direction. He just knows how to give a line yeah. in a movie, you know? I, I think this is like the most acting he's done in a movie, though, I would say. He's like really swinging in this. <laughs> swinging like a For the swinger? <laughs> There's some parts where he's like so excited and I don't know if it's it's like weird how excited yeah. he is. Like when he's showing his house to Mary or Sarah. Oh, God, that was hilarious. And he's like... They're like <laughs> driving up and parking and he's like got her blindfolded and he's like, oh, I can't wait to show you this. Oh, and he's like getting out of the car and running around. And he's like, don't you look. Don't you dare look. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, Jesus Christ. Like, Check it out. It's a house and it looks like a big old cube on the side. <laughs> I might be afraid of him if I was marrying him. I can understand why her parents are a tad concerned. <laughs> are they uh, actually engaged in that? Well, it's weird because he... They make a comment in the beginning that it was like his fiance or something. Yeah. And then. But she doesn't know that he has that ring. Right? Yeah. Well, and then that's where I was like, what? Well, it's funny because when they go to uh, get the house, um, he pulls up to the driveway. He'd picked up uh, Sarah as her name, Mary Steenberg and Chuck and Flocken. Yeah. Um, and uh, he gets out and he's yelling at her and then they go inside and there's like a giant cliff drop off. And she goes, how many bedrooms is this? And he's like, only one, honey. One bedroom. <laughs> and it was like he wanted to go have sex in the bedroom the way that he said it. <laughs> only was, one. Do you I, know what that means? A lot of fucking. Well, and I was thinking, why is she? This is her second marriage. Why is she marrying another guy who doesn't want to have a kid? Like, <laughs> didn't you learn the first time? That's why she got yeah. divorced. She's like, do you want to have kids? He's like, you know what I really want? Is a house on a cliff. <laughs> I really want to fucking on a house on a cliff. A one bedroom. Who doesn't want to buy a house on a cliff in L.A. where you could potentially roll off of it during an earthquake? Yeah. Well, the that's, fuck? That's what kind of houses they have there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And it looks like they broke into someone's house because there were like papers scattered on a dining room table. Well, he was and... busy. He was a busy architect. I don't think it was his house, though. It was... Like, basically, they called him and he bought the house. How did he get out of buying that house? I don't know. Because there was a big sold sticker on it like they used to do. And they go inside it and it's like someone was still living there. It's like, were they in the one bedroom fucking? Like, what was going on? How did he just, he just get like, in there? You know, he just bought it and just like threw all his shit in there like no, immediately. because none of the movie was in the house. So the first house. time he showed it to her was the first time he was entering the house too? Yeah. Well, know. it's funny because they both had houses, like separate houses that had more than one bedroom. And I was like, why are they buying a house that has one bedroom? That sounds like the worst investment you could ever make. Who is buying a one bedroom house? <laughs> I don't know. like i need an office <laughs> storage yeah, well space. he's like working in the office and that and it's like is that in his bedroom <laughs> no it's a separate room that's what's so weird is it's like we want to really downsize mary sarah mary sarah, sarah Steen Oh, that's so funny. The other part that starts off the movie is Clifford on uh, Clifford is an old man yeah. running a wayward boys home. So I was curious and I was like, do you think that they reshot this in 1994, like four years after to like be like, oh, I don't know about this movie. Maybe we should do some shit at the beginning and end to, to make it. Him. Yeah, that's maybe actually should... a really good question because well, maybe you should get fred savage's little brother uh, but i actually looked it up and uh ben savage would have been 14 in 1994 oh. and he's like 
10. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't so. have worked. That's not the case then. Well, there could have been a reason why to do it, but uh, because it was otherwise just like a creepy movie. <laughs> just for that Stefan payoff, right? Yeah, Stephen just for dinosaur. like a flashback or something. Plus, uh, wasn't he also in a prince- The Princess Bride where he's being read to and told stories? Was that his whole childhood in movies was like, why don't you sit down and you can be in the beginning, potentially a little bit of the middle and then the end. <laughs> like the, the best Wonder bookend Year. acting kid in Hollywood right now. <laughs> he wasn't in the Wonder Years. That was his brother, right? It, it, that was Fred, but Fred, I don't know. Ben I, is his brother. Boy Meets World is his I always brother. wonder if that kid with the big watermelon head that was in uh, the Wonder Years, like that was his brother oh. in the Wonder Years, Ugh. was actually Fred Savage's brother. But then I, I think, think so. I think Ben, he was in Little Monsters, wasn't he? Playing Fred Savage's brother. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He was. He looked like he had like a sopping wet head. Like his hair was just like, he had curly hair, but there were just so many parts of his scalp that were visible. It was like he was sweating all the time or balding. Maybe he had alopecia. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't scabby either. I don't know. But anyway. I don't know the symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I could have completely done without that uh, future stuff, which took place in 2050, actually. So this movie takes place one year after Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> <laughs> which just came out <laughs> yeah and uh very it's it's two different rea- uh, universes if that's the case two different sure is. realities or Unless whatever this whole, yeah it all takes place under a <laughs> bubble or something <laughs> safe totally. from everything else <laughs> so funny you did like the fact though that he was playing with that butterfly in the beginning that i, I think <laughs> was on a string because he couldn't get it you off his think, finger <laughs> that was a real butterfly <laughs> I no i was so it's funny because i was like i wonder if that if he really said a butterfly free <laughs> but i was just so focused on his face and his like hands oh thing, yeah just like huh yeah. i couldn't tell if that was obviously a thing on a string <laughs> it was so funny and the boys at this school hate him he's a priest in the future yeah and isn't he like the teacher why does everybody hate him why i don't know they, they were throwing tomatoes yeah. at him why are they throwing tomatoes because they're wayward boys <laughs> <laughs> isn't that what they do we're wayward boys we throw tomatoes hey come over here and be a wayward boy with <laughs> hey, us get over there <laughs> with a wayward tomato <laughs> <laughs> we're the wayward tomato boy gang see <laughs> Yeah, you can put us away, you can put us in jail, but we'll always be the wayward boys. <laughs> the wayward boys. So uh, we start with Clifford in the airplane, you know? Yeah, to, to, <laughs> when he, after he starts telling him, uh, Fred Savage, like, why he shouldn't run away and be a bad boy. Apparently he blew up a gymnasium, this Fred Savage kid, and he's not in prison. Yeah. <laughs> Well, is this like a rehab center for wayward boys? I don't know. The gate just needed a code, and it looked like you could climb over the wall pretty easily. Yeah. So, and is Martin Short like abusing these kids? I, or yeah, that's why I was is he like whipping him back into shape. I was like, he's a priest at the worst time, yeah. to be a priest because that's when <laughs> all the stuff was coming about. <laughs> well, back in the nineties, that's when all the priest stuff was coming out, you know. <laughs> and that, so he's living in a house with a bunch of wayward boys, and I'm like, that's just not a good idea. Yeah. Luckily, it was fiction. <laughs> Luckily. <laughs> I don't think Martin Short has molested any boys. <laughs> Let's hope not. I will come back to that, that later, That would not though. be funny. Martin. Yeah. Um, but what's funny is they did the uh, airplane sequence, and there's a couple of scenes. There's that scene and then the scene with Charles Grodin uh, scribbling on the Polaroid that take place on an airplane, you know? 
It do you, did? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah where I was like, like <laughs> just like scribbling on, on Clifford's picture. I thought you meant the picture was taken on a plane. So. Oh, but he was on the plane back. Why do you fly from? Oh, I guess it is like an eight hour drive. So. But what's funny is I was thinking like, do you think they shot that on the same day? Like, and they, they're like, okay, everyone clear out of the scene. Now, now Chuck, get in the, get in the seat there. Yeah. What airline was that? <laughs> they're just filming him like. <laughs> and they're like, all right, cut. Go breathe somewhere. Or do go you think he was doing it before they shot that? I don't know. I, I ju- it just made me laugh thinking about it. It looked that. like he was the only person on this plane. I know. That's and they so were, funny. <laughs> and they were both at night. So could have been. Another interesting part of the old Martin Short, Ben Savage scene is when they're arguing about who has the higher IQ. <laughs> <laughs> Because then the kid that blew up the gymnasium said, he's like, I have a 180, 180. And 185. 185. Yeah. And, then, and then Clifford's like, well, I have a 190. And he's like, well, I meant to say a, a 195. And then Clifford was like, well, mine is close to 200. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I just forgot. Well, I, mine is close to I thought, 200. I honestly thought at the end of the movie, <laughs> they were going to be like, I have to uh, be honest with you. My IQ is actually 72. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought there was going to be a coming clean moment about that as well. (laughs) The kid's like, I know, mine's 71. Yeah, well, I'm glad the kid decided not to run away. And then uh, Martin Short just leaves. (laughs) And pulls out Stefan and he's like... (laughs) We did it again, old friend, or whatever. We raped another young boy in the priesthood. <laughs> yeah, he's like, all right, great job, Ben. Now get out of here. You smell like a wet diaper. <laughs> You've got that weird curly-haired bald spot again. Go get your brother. <laughs> Fred. Go get your brother, Fred. He's like, which one? We can only afford Ben. Fred that this time was probably like, oh, I don't want to be in that movie with Martin Short. <laughs> I'm an adult actor now. <laughs> the other part that we didn't talk about is the opening credit imagery. Yeah. So are, are we to believe that Clifford is a talented artist? Uh, no. <laughs> I think we're to believe that someone else really should not be employed in any way, shape, or form. But it was all these pictures of Clifford riding a dinosaur in like a diaper. And then one, he's like being a gangster. Uh, and then the other one, he's like in the sea is it, it, on a dinosaur. And the other one, he's like riding a dinosaur in the dinosaur time with like a piece of bread, like a breadstick <laughs> in his hand. It could have been a club now that I think of it. Club sandwich. And then <laughs> it looks like in the space scene with the dinosaur, he's got a stack of onion rings on a tower. <laughs> and his forehead is the largest forehead. He looks like an egg. So do you think they drew those before they knew who was playing this kid? <laughs> I want to say maybe. <laughs> do, you think that, do you think that this was not meant for Martin Shard to be in at all? If it was just like a problem child sequel that they renamed? Probably. And they're like, you know what would be funny is if a fucking adult played this kid. Yeah, and that fu- a fucking adult fucking children as a priest later. Yeah, that was so weird, that whole thing. And then the part where he's on the plane and he causes the plane to go down. What does he do? He hits the shut down all engines button, which I don't imagine the plane would go into a nosedive. I think it would just drop flat down. You think so? I think the plane would be like, "Uh, are you sure? (laughs) Yeah, it would be like, like, question mark? (laughs) I don't think it would be like, turning off now with no way to turn back on. (laughs) 
yeah, I'd be like, all right, I'm not going to question that. Um, I also think it was 1990 and the technology <laughs> wasn't that great. So probably didn't question it. <laughs> no, I think it was like uh, cruise control or non-cruise control or whatever they pilot cruise Auto control. Pilot. <laughs> Autopilot. <laughs> cruise control, baby. Yeah. Just cruising through the We're clouds just cruising here. cruising our way to Honolulu, man. It's all good. Uh, thank you for boarding here. We're just uh, a boarding? Cru- cruising. <laughs> cruising through the clouds here. Uh if you look on your left, you'll see uh, some brown clouds over there. A little bit. Brown of, clouds. Little bit of, That's because we're uh, dumping waste out of the toilets at the moment. A little bit of water coming out of those brown clouds, and uh, we'll be back in here. The temperature's about 76 degrees. Have a great time. Bye-bye. <laughs> Uh, that's absolutely what it was. I could was. be a pilot, probably. Right? Yeah. You could be a pilot. I think you should learn how to fly a plane first. Well, you just because hit the autopilot think... <laughs> button. Because <laughs> I think if you think that uh, the, the question mark will pop up after every uh, thing, it's probably not the case. I definitely don't send emails and then it's like, are you sure you wanted to say this this way? <laughs> Maybe you should say it that way. <laughs> if only there were like a correction button in life. <laughs> Yeah. For pilots, especially <laughs> for uh, what was that airline that kept losing all of its planes? Malaysian Airlines. Oh yeah, fuck me. Something like maybe that. they were on that Air Malaysia. They um, need a question mark. <laughs> you know, speaking of planes, if I can do a little commercial airline talk for a second here, please do talk dirty to um, me. Airline. I saw there was a report that people were upset because United or some airline is getting rid of TVs in the um back seats or the back of the chairs. You know on the on a plane (laughs) you know they have the built-in tvs yeah um and i think they're going to replace them with like those tablet holders you know but we flew one time and it had those tablet holders and i thought that was great i thought that was way better than a tv because you could use your own oh yeah what airline was that that was united i think it was southwest but really i don't know where were we flying to i don't know it was probably united but anyway i thought that that was way better than those built-in yeah. tvs so, but all of these people were like i love watching t- movies on a plane why why yeah i, I love not being able to hear any of the words and watching four channels yeah and i was like you fucking like that when you could just use your ipad That'd be great. <laughs> you fucking weirdo what's wrong with you <laughs> yeah well it wouldn't have worked in this movie because he was flipping uh steven the dinosaur stefan the dinosaur up and that lady catches it who's sleeping on her side in a chair and turns around and he's like if you do that one more time and he's like oh i'm sorry ma'am you must be mistaken from your days in the circus (laughs) she's like if you do that one more time i'm gonna call the flight attendant what the hell was a flight attendant gonna do (laughs) tell him to stop please stop Please and stop slapping is... people on the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. Nobody said anything to him. I would have been like, hey, you fucking kid, where are your parents? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have been like, huh? Yeah. Boo. <laughs> Especially because he takes a long pause before he slaps the last guy on the back of the head. Yeah. Like, that. you clearly did that on purpose. I saw you. <laughs> I saw you. I saw you. My David. My David. <laughs> <laughs> my David saw you. Um, also, Clifford must have really good um, sense of direction. To know that they're right above L.A. And that's the closest airport that they're going to land in <laughs> if he <laughs> turns the engines on. Because did they ever say where they were coming from? Um, I don't know. Had to have been somewhere. Because typically, you know, you got to at least stop on the coast before you go to straight to Hawaii, right? I would think so. You can't just go straight there, can you? Uh, No. I don't think you can. Because it, it feels like it was a big, like... 
would to do would do would do um when you could f- do a nonstop from denver mm-hmm. to there and that's eight hours or wait no it's not eight hours six i guess yeah i don't know six because it's four from california <clears throat> and takes two hours <laughs> like i'm, I'm fucking rain man it takes yeah. two hours to get to california it takes <laughs> four, 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 four hours for california to, 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 to get to hawaii <laughs> As you can see, there's not really a lot to this movie other than the performance of Martin Short and, and Charles Grodin <laughs> oh, saying funny words. Um, there's so many good lines in this movie. Let's hear one. Uh, well, the one bedroom honey is pretty funny. Just the fact that he keeps calling him. He's like, hey, hey, sweetie. Sweetheart. Hey, honey. This and he's boy like, and his cereal. <laughs> yeah, this boy and his cereal. Use a napkin. <laughs> <laughs> um, the part where he's like ruffling the hair on his head. And he's like, oh, boy, Uncle Martin. Usually when someone tussles my hair like that, it makes me so angry. (laughs) But when you do it, it doesn't bother me very much. (laughs) He's like, okay, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, honey. Okay, sweetie. Um, Definitely the part where he's like, do you think they would name their first child Martin? (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part, the thing that he does is when he's just eating the ice cream in that one scene. Oh, gosh, because he's just like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, he just takes a face. It's almost like it's almost like the clock crying in Beauty and the Beast. It's like something that you could only only Martin Short can do. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. Um, I also like um, the part where he talks, or they're at the office. He takes Martin in to go see Sarah at work, and he like picks him up to look in the window because he like points down and he's like Clifford's down here and then he like picks him up and Clifford waves and then they're like struggling to keep him <laughs> he's struggling to hold him up and then um, they go upstairs because I guess the daycare that Sarah works in is in the office that uh, Charles Grodin works in so they go upstairs to meet Charles Grodin's boss and he's like flipping around on the sofa and puts on like a lampshade as a hat and like <laughs> puts the lamp between his legs and rides it like a like one of those pole pony things and then um he makes a comment about the boss's hairpiece yeah. he's like that is the best hairpiece i've ever seen and he goes this oh thank you but this is not a hairpiece and then charles <laughs> groden's just like <laughs> 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 and he just stares at him he's like it, it's not it's not a hairpiece. He goes, i know i know you, it's not what are you looking at <laughs> and then they get home and he's like what the hell were you thinking Talking about someone's hairpiece, and he goes, I didn't think it was an itzel, Uncle Martin. My teacher has one, and he lets us play with it at recess. <laughs> He's like, your teacher lets you play with his hair? He's like, yeah. We just kind of throw it like a frisbee. I can't do the sound. It's like, I can't. Yeah, something like a whistling, whizzing, whistling. Oh, that was it. Whatever yeah. you did, that was it. That was it. And he was just like, and our art teacher uses it as well but for different things <laughs> yeah, i didn't <laughs> get like, that at all i think i don't know either the loofah do you think i mean the first thing that i thought was like vagina toupee but but then i was like do people use vagina toupees i know there's like <laughs> a merkin right isn't that what a vagina toupee is a market merkin I've never heard of that. I've heard of a Birkin, which is a very look up, expensive Look up purse. vagina toupee. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> well, there's, I'm I really think, afraid. I think, I think it's really a thing. Here, I think the up. vagina toupees we saw were in that tribal uh, channel that Martin was watching. Or not Martin. <laughs> Clifford was watching because Uncle Martin goes into the room and he's drinking like a big gulp from 7-Eleven <laughs> and watching these like tits bouncing around on these tribal ladies in Africa. <laughs> Here's an article, The Merkin, A Brief History of the Vagina Wig. Oh, God, don't read the so, whole thing. So it's though. a real thing. I'm not going to read okay. it. Okay. But... 
<laughs> but there's one. There's ah, a pink one. What is that? It holds a phone in it. Yeah. Is that what it is? No. I think <laughs> what is that? It looks like a chastity a, just a belt. Pink oh, okay. It looks like plastic. Wig. And there's a camera in there? I guess. What is I that black know. thing? What a, well, everyone's going to go look this up now. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Merkin is a vagina toupee. Never heard of it. it why would anyone want that? I don't know. Coachella? <laughs> yeah, if you want to go to Burning Man or Coachella and be like, look at my pink pussy. It's look at really my Merkin pink. bag. <laughs> uh, anyone want to be a Merkin muncher? <laughs> tomorrow I'm going to have a purple pussy. Yeah. <laughs> um, How does that stick on? But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> now I, I want to know more of this. It's history. probably got sticky stuff on it. <laughs> I don't want to know what kind and from where. So, but I was thinking, well, why would he know that his teacher has a <laughs> vagina wig? Because it's just fucking hilarious. So I guess I just, it, the long and short of it is I didn't understand that yeah. piece of writing. Oh, totally. And then what was the other thing that he said to him? Um, oh, and then... Basically, when he's like, don't you see the family resemblance? <laughs> and he's like, I love you, my Uncle Martin. He's like, I love you too, Clenny. And he's like, Clifford. Yeah, Clifford. <laughs> Clinton. That's what it was. Clinton. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. Basically, the destruction of his Uncle Martin was because of the fact that he didn't take him to Dinosaur World. Yeah. And because he was in love with Sarah, his yeah. Question mark fiance, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who almost got raped by the guy from nine to five. Yeah, the boss. Dabney, Dabney Coleman. Yeah, that was so weird. He's just like, I was like, why is he laughing so much in that limo? He's just like, oh, oh, oh. And he She's basically like, is just like, <laughs> he basically is just like, you resisting is just making my dick harder. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't buy this whole virginal act of yours, like the virginal damsel in distress. <laughs> and he's like, oh, come here. <laughs> he like jumps on her twice. And I was like, where's the limo driver? How many times I'm going to throw this out there. How many times do you think a limo driver has seen incidents like that and has just kept their mouth shut? Probably a lot. That's probably. Is it, it noise it, proof? It, you probably there? have to leave a fat tip if you're like, well, I just like raped a chick behind. I should give this guy like $200. Yeah, that was weird because I was just it made me think. How many other times has that happened? Yeah, I don't know. In maybe real some, life. <laughs> maybe some limo drivers are good Samaritans and they stop and they're like, you can't do that, sir. Get out of my car right now. <laughs> because Madam, the- I'm taking you home. <laughs> because they're all British knights. <laughs> yeah. From the sound of it. Get out <laughs> They of have their armor. <laughs> they're like, clank, clank. <laughs> sir, I do demand you get out of here and fight me on my noble steed. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you, man? Before you get pulled out of the car. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I will trample you in a duel. <laughs> no wonder they keep that window between them so you can't tell that they have yeah. chain mail and all that shit. <laughs> Oh, you. Um, the part I didn't understand was when Clifford tricks his Uncle Martin to go up to San Francisco on a train. Yeah. Um, because he's like, somebody's abducting me. Or what did he say? He said he was like, he. I don't know. Some- well, I think he just disappeared into a crowd and made it look like he got on well, the bus. But he got him there because he was like, I'm so sorry, Uncle Martin. I'm going to go find Miss Sarah in San Francisco. Or he made it sound like he was getting kidnapped. I don't remember what it was. We just watched this movie. I don't know why I don't remember it. And... Um, <laughs> 
Then he gets on the train and goes up to San Francisco to see Sarah, who's having dinner with his boss, who Sarah's like, oh, everything's fine, who then later almost gets raped by the boss. And why are they in San Francisco? Is he like, come on, business have dinner with Oh, because they're San opening Francisco. up a new office, so there would have been a new daycare, yeah. is what it was. But so um, Charles Grodin is um, like... Stop by the whatever hotel that they're staying at. And he goes, oh, never mind. Just take me to the airport. And then he looks out his window and he's like, wait. And he just <laughs> sees them in the middle of a fucking restaurant. Across from a- the block on a rainy day yeah. through several panes of glass. Yes. <laughs> and then he like stops and is standing there. And then Sarah sees them and comes outside. And then these two like transvestites <laughs> come up and they're like, excuse me, ma'am. Have you seen a dog in a brown collar? <laughs> And she's like, no. And they're like, oh. They just walk away. And I was like, was that a Clifford the Big Red Dog reference? Or like, what I was that? I no idea. I thought it made no sense. And Charles Gordon's just like, well, I don't know what that shit was. <laughs> Let's get back to talking about you. <laughs> Uh, well, and like, even you when, see all these freaks here in San Francisco. <laughs> well, and even when uh, Martin Shorts tricks his uncle Martin to getting on the train, and he's like waving at him and stuff, and then he's like, San Francisco, just like dancing in there. I was dying. I thought that was all of his dancing is great in this. He always does the same move. The party dancing. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. When he throws the party, when he sends his uncle Martin up to San Francisco. Yeah. And they put everybody on a platform, or they were like ten feet tall. I think they were really tall. Yeah. They look like they're on a platform at first, and then they do a wide, and everyone's just like really tall. But he does some dances that there's one where he's like got his hand on his face and he's like pulling his hand off and it's coming back and hitting him in the face. And he's like, you know, making it look like he can't control it. Oh, and yeah. Like, and I was like, you know, there's a lot of dances out there that are made to look like you physically can't control your body. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and it becomes a dance. There's like the sprinkler, you know. The, yeah. It's, it's well, something yeah. like that. Or, and like all of Footloose is like, I can't control my it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> is that what people are doing? I I just can't stand still. Because I'm like, let's murder. I've never seen that movie. Everybody cut loose, <laughs> and then the parents are like, oh, I can't help the dancers. Devil Does John Lithgow dance in that? Oh, I don't know. He's like a priest. Okay. He might be one of the people that comes out along with Harvey Weinstein for doing something. What? No. I love him, but he just has that. No way. Look he's to a him. nice guy. We'll see. Have you met him? I don't know. Um, he's, he's a fine you know, actor. You know, Paul Haggis got accused yesterday. I don't even know who that is. He's a director, but he was that guy that left Scientology because they said he had to disown his gay daughter. Oh. Yeah. So what was he doing to people um, to get called out? Misconducting his penis like <laughs> like all the other guys. So are, he I like guess. took it out to conduct an orchestra and was like, yeah. oh, it's out of control. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to go rub it in this girl's face. Oh. Well, and maybe like, the- <laughs> they're like, that is some misconduct right there. <laughs> yeah. You're misconducting your penis again, <laughs> sir. <laughs> uh, so... I love this movie. There's just so too. many funny parts. And then the part where he tries to kill him in the end of the movie, there's like all this like 
back and forth where Clifford tries to like <laughs> changes his answering machine or something or puts a call into City Hall to say put a bomb under City yeah. Hall and like mixes everything together. And then Uncle Martin comes back from San Francisco and he's like tied himself up. Clifford's <laughs> tied himself up. And then he like nails these boards to his door so he can't get out. And then Sarah comes back <laughs> because Clifford calls him. He's like, oh, Miss Sarah, he's gone crazy, Uncle Martin. He's out of control. And then she comes in and she takes him out. And then he goes and picks him up and somehow has a straight jacket laying around. Yeah. So that's interesting. Do you think it's possible to just buy a straight jacket? I don't know. Like I've never looked on Amazon. <laughs> no, like, I don't want to. I don't want to buy one. Don't so, feel weird. <laughs> so, so yeah, he takes him to uh, Larry the Scary Rex, right? At that point, I'm Larry the Scary Rex. Da 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 da. Don't be scared of my big shark teeth. Am I Marty Marty Moore? <laughs> I've seen that movie too many times. Um, yeah. So he takes him to Dinosaur World and uh, puts him on the ride for ten hours. But I think it breaks down prior to – I think it breaks down after 10 minutes of, yeah. like, super warp speed on the yeah. ride, which I didn't think rides had more than one speed to them. No, they don't. Unless Charles Grodin's uh, designing them. Yeah. But you were saying, do you think this is actually a ride somewhere? Yeah, where – how and what? Because there's a giant, like, animatronic dinosaur. I mean, there's a, a whole layer. track and he's actually riding on it. So I'm like, where is this? Once again, like, no trivia for this film. I know. And that made me think, like, do you think they ever build roller coasters for movies? Or they have to always just, like, take over ones that are already out there. I guess. Because that's just so much work to make yeah, a Yeah, because that's what they did coaster. for House on Haunted Hill. They used yeah. the Hulk coaster. But they had to build an elevator. That, well, something that looked, they, <laughs> I don't know. It looked like an elevator. Yeah. So. Well, anyway, I would say this movie is a diamond in the rough. I would say it's a dinosaur in it's the rough. I would say it's dinosaur. a rough dinosaur. Yeah, I think this is better than Jurassic Park. You think so? <laughs> no, I mean, maybe. In its own way. It, it has it's definitely... definitely funnier than Jurassic Park. Do you think that they were shelving this and then they're like, you know what? People are really into these dinosaurs now. We should put this movie out, eh? <laughs> were the wayward boys making this film? The wayward tomatoes <laughs> <laughs> were making this. <laughs> It we hear at Wayward Tomato Studios. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know one movie we've got to watch is Jungle to Jungle with Tim Allen. Have That'd you seen good. that? Martin Short's in that. Is he? Yeah. Who does he play? Uh, his boss or his assistant or somebody that works for him or something. Oh, yeah. We'll have to watch that. Yeah. We watched uh, the Jack Frost, the oh my Santa God. Claus 3 with him the other day. Wait for that, everyone. Next Christmas, we're <laughs> definitely doing the Santa Claus 3 because that movie is a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I that agree. I dearly love. Well, I know that we're not really consistent with rating movies on the show, but I would say that if I were to rate Clifford on the Plex Files scale, it would get a five. Oh. A perfect yeah. score, I would say. I would say, definitely right? say a five as well. Yeah. I think they need to remaster it for Blu-ray. They should, because it looks like shit right now. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it has like a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. It does. I don't think anyone's rushing to remaster this or yeah. clean this movie up. <laughs> I probably... might take it upon myself to do it. <laughs> yeah. We couldn't even find closed captions for it. So the nope. whole... But luckily, I could hear everything crystal clear. Well, that's because everything is screamed and yeah, shouted in true. this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> very like animated film. So... I would definitely recommend that everyone in the world see this film. Totally. I don't care where you live. I don't care if you're Canadian. I, I care about Canada. I don't care if you're Canadian. <laughs> I don't care if you're from New Mexico. 
uh that's true or mexico i don't care old if you mexico li- <laughs> i don't care if you live on a cliff <laughs> i don't know if you care if you live on a cliff or if you're a ford driver i don't care about any of that shit i personally don't care for fords myself but i think that this is what can really unite us as a country right now is i don't this movie. care if you have a toupee or a vagina toupee <laughs> <laughs> or a merkin or a merkin or if you're jerkin with the merkin <laughs> i don't care if you watch naked tribal women whose titties are bouncing around and you're drinking a big gulp in your pajamas and you're a 40 year old man who really thinks they're like seven i don't care about that this is a hell of a movie it is it really is so thank you everyone yes thank you i would uh close this with a song the please do the uh orchestral version of larry the scary rex where they're like I'm Larry the Scary Rex. I'm a scary dinosaur. Uh, But don't be scared of my big sharp teeth and my mighty, mighty roar. By the way, that's not orchestral. That's well, because it would be like. <laughs> well, that's that's what I meant. There were no lyrics. I was just lyricizing how it sounded as a. It was a great song. acapella. We did a little bit good. of harmonizing as well. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty probably, good. probably as good as it's ever gotten. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to get any better, and I don't think we're going to try ever again. Probably not. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. San Francisco, open your golden gate. You'll let nobody wait outside your door. San Francisco, here is your wandering one saying, I wander no more. Other places only make me love you best. Tell me you're the one in all the golden west. Ah!